Welcome. I get it. <laughs> oh, carb. Welcome into the CHGO Bears podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up. Marty! I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'm laughing because <laughs> that great... If you're watching on YouTube, you saw our headline. It said, Great Scott. And Carb has no idea what that's from. I, I got it now because we're going back to the future and that's a line in Back to the Future. Great yeah, Scott. Doc Brown, man. Is it really great, Scott? Great Scott, yes, Marty. That's what he says a million times. 1.21 gigawatts. Marty. That's pretty good. That That's that's a fantastic job by Lawrence, who, uh, by good the job, way, Doc. who was already yelled, yelled at me once today before the show started because I because I was charging my phone on the phone charger that is close to Lawrence's desk, and he doesn't understand why I didn't charge my phone at home or anywhere yeah. else, and, and I'm officially I mean, a bad person. No, for I just phone feel like every day you're throwing it on here for eight minutes, and it's like, is that really... Is that really necessary for you? When I take when I when I take it off the 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 the, the Wi-Fi, it char- this thing this thing fires up quickly, baby. Okay, matters matters. Well, you were charging your phone or your computer? Phone. This thing. It's noon. Why are you out of battery? See yeah, now, 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 yeah, now, exactly. now, now, people have judgments on when and what time of day, and the phone's out of battery. What have you been doing all morning that you're out of batteries? So, well. <laughs> Adam, if you must know, I was I, 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 I like to have my phone in bed with me these days, so I play my podcast stuff. The the charger in my new place, the 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 outlet doesn't work, so over the night it drains. And then earlier today we had a meeting and I was on my phone there and then and then we got to here and 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 there you have it. I needed a little bit of a juice and now I need that outlet fixed. Yeah. yeah, we gotta get that outlet fixed. Come on, man. That's what are we the doing? Main problem. I have so many things on my mind, though. So let's let's yeah. let's get into uh, what's we going on. We have a fun here. topic today. Welcome in Adam Hogue, Mark Carmen here with you on a Wednesday as we head into the bye week. Well, we're kind of well into the bye week now, but uh, it's good collaboration this morning to come up with this one. I like this. This 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 was a this was this is a great one. I've never seen, by the way. Speaking of collaboration, we've got Casey in the chat. We've got Nicholas Moriano in the chat. There's all there's a collaboration on this show. We got Mubs, who's our guy, rocking and rolling. This is, yes, no, Justin, we got, Justin Fields is not going to be on the show today. Mubs. No, and we've got Braggs's water bottle, which is also causing controversy around here. Yeah, not, I guess we're just water. decided to display it. Until he picks it up, there's a fish in there now. Not great. <laughs> there's a goldfish there's, living. There's an amoeba that is growing in the in the uh, bottle. How much would I have to pay you to take a sip out of Bragg's water bottle right now? Not happening. Okay, okay. Lawrence is out. I would do it for probably five hundred. <laughs> it's saying. got it's got Bragg's flotation backwash in there and other things. You go oh, up for five hundred. Six hundred. Six hundred. <laughs> <laughs> the more you talk about it, the, the more the it, price it, is going up. It could be a biohazard, Dylan. This thing is amazing, though. All right, let's, All right. let's do it. Let's um, go. So I love the Back to the Future theme. It is one of my favorite movies and trilogies. So good. Just really good. Um, and somehow predicted the Cubs World Series victory 30 years before it happened, which is the Very most weird, impre- yeah. impressive part of Back to the Future, too. Um, so... Yeah. Justin Fields, the question is... QB1. If you could take this version of Justin Fields, like literally this version, what they have right now, not what he could be, not what he might be, but this version of Justin Fields with his running threat, even potentially his shoulder injury involved, um, his steady but still somewhat slowish development as a passer, but it is happening there. Just this version, you know, what you had Sunday against Green Bay and parachute him onto any past Bears team mm-hmm. to give them a boost, which one would you pick? Only one I get to do now? Yeah, well, no, I mean, we're going to do a bunch. Okay. I mean, I know which one I would pick, and I think it's probably if we were to do a poll, the highest. That would be 2006. You put him on 2006 as number one? Yeah. Oh, they were in the Super Bowl. I understand, but... And if they didn't have a quarterback that fumbled the ball twice and literally did nothing, they would have won that game. I am not putting him on 2006. Wow. I am not even coming close to putting him on 2006. 
You I don't think they win the Super Bowl with Justin Fields? I'm not sure. What was the final in that game? I should know that off the top well, of my head. Well, they couldn't stop uh, Dominic Rhodes, right? They couldn't stop him. And then they had the busted coverage. And I get it. But still, they were in that game. They should have rode. They should have rode Thomas Jones more. They just they they were in the they game. Have a better quarterback. They I'm sorry. They win that game, right? Am I wrong, commenters? I, I, Dylan I, says that he would take Cutler on that 06 team. Oh I actually agree with that. I of, of well, of course you would take Cutler uh, on that team over Rex, and I'm with you, Dylan. However, listen, for me, maybe I'm just biased to my childhood and whatnot. But literally, if if you put Justin Fields. On the 1984, 1986, 1987, 1988, and possibly 1989 Chicago Bears, I am very, very confident that they win the Super Bowl any of those years. I probably would put them on 86 just for the back-to-back fascination and just, you know, let's let's do it again after 85. But those teams, I... I, Come on. We're talking, and they, they did... I mean, Wilbur was out the door uh, by 86, if memory serves. So that sucks. But still, that defense was completely and utterly ridiculous. And the 84 team, if you go back to that year, they went went to Washington, won on the road in the playoffs, and, and then lost to the Niners. And they're playing Steve Fuller at quarterback because McMahon's hurt. You put Justin Fields on that team with that defense, I think they went in 84. No joke. They got shut out in that it, it, uh, to the Niners. I think it was twenty three yeah. zip. Yeah, yeah. So, Are you allowed to share the text? Yes, I am. Okay, in my mind, I am. Uh, <laughs> I think it's. Fine. I loved it. It's, I think it's totally fine. It's fine. So I so we had this conversation this morning, and uh, so I texted my good my good buddy, uh, ninety nine Dan Hampton, and I said, "How many Super Bowls do you think you win if you had Justin Fields on your team from nineteen eighty four to nineteen eighty nine?" And the answer came back: not one, not two, not three, not four, five. <laughs> <laughs> he thinks they win every single damn year with Justin Fields. So that's. That's incredible. I, I, don't, I, don't, I love that. I don't think he's wrong. Uh, yeah, I don't think he's wrong either. The, they just they when McMahon was healthy and they had a quarterback, it was it was a wrap. And when they didn't, they couldn't do it against the very very best. They were still winning fourteen games, and they just had no punch. And you had Doug Flutie, and so I have ugh, a, I have a follow up so question bad that, that I don't think I can answer. And I'd have since I don't really remember. Those '80s teams, the way you do, I was like three. Yeah. Um, would Justin Fields be able to survive in those days? The that, way, this oh, current yeah. version of Justin Charles, Fields, Charles Martin would have that number one on his towel, right? I, but I, I think I, Charles Martin. That's this is a serious question because the rules are different. There's a reason why Jim McMahon was hurt. Yeah, that that's it's true. It was, it was more physical, but like just like what he was able to do. Last week on the bomb to Equinemius, that's what you had to do back then. You had to step up into the pocket and throw it and get cracked. And be, like that, that was, that was, if you were going to be an elite quarterback, you had to handle that. And Fields just showed it to you. Plus, like, I don't think anybody questions his toughness. And he's, I mean, back then, uh, he would have been huge. Uh, you know, he's big ass dude. Yeah. Someone's in the comments saying that he's as big as lineman from the 80s. So. That's, yeah. I mean, that's a diff- different cat. I mean, he's definitely bigger than McMahon, uh, considerably. I mean, the other, I mean, the huge another huge difference between Fields and McMahon is that Fields is about everything that's going on on the field, whereas Jim relied a little bit more on his talent and had a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Now, a couple other answers I've gotten that I think are worth discussing. Um, Twenty eighteen. A great one, which I think is interesting because I don't, I don't necessarily blame Mitch for them not advancing, but who do you blame? Especially because he's putting it all on the kicker. Oh, they didn't, you know, what they put up fifteen points in that game. Yeah, I was going to say what was the final score in that game? I think it was sixteen, fifteen. And I've I've gone back and watched that game a bunch, and the reality is. I'm pretty sure if my memory serves right, Mitch was bad for three quarters and then played pretty well in the fourth. Yeah. He, he put him in position to win the game and the kicker didn't come through. Right. And it, 
and in Mitch's defense, I thought that the play calling in that game was they were just scared of the quarterback. And when they finally let him let him loose for a second, he actually played well. So I do wonder, perhaps if they had let him go earlier, they would have won that football game. But if you had fields and you had that comfortability factor, you win that game, I would think, by 10 going away. The final score, yeah, it was 16 to 15. So, yeah, they probably scored more than 15 points if if Fields was the quarterback. Right. Now, do are they able to keep going, though? They go to the Rams the following week. They ended up going to the Super Bowl. It's interesting. I mean, it it is, and I would and I would say yes. And it also plays into the conversation. Do you need to see Fields win comeback games in the fourth? What are what are you pointing at? Kevin's comment is a good one. Kevin Kaduk, Matt Nagy had Justin Fields. We saw what he did with him. You bring Justin Fields into 2018. You have to bring in a new. You're right, Kevin Kaduk. I mean, it's a good point. Matt Nagy had Justin Fields. We saw what that looked like. You know, we never talked, uh, just slight, tight, slight, slight turn here, we never talked about on the show how, how Nagy apparently loved Patrick Mahomes and gave him the answers. To, to, <laughs> to, yeah. Like, what the? That's, that's cheating. cheating. <laughs> you cheat. You, you, you. So we, and we always wondered, like, I wonder who Nagy would have picked if he was with the Bears back then. Oh, so he would have taken Patrick Mahomes. But he just figured he was that great of a coach with his genius offense that he could come in here and make Mitch Trubisky good too it's an excellent point like would Nagy have screwed up Justin but how about how about this Nagy's just the head coach and he's got Luke Getze and we're running this offense can we do it like that can Nagy do that though probably not I mean, probably not he wouldn't have Nagy kept trying to bring outside coaches in to try to have them do his system still how about when he fired himself and then all of a sudden the offense started moving and then he and then they got to the playoffs and he rehired himself how how does that compute? All right, let's not turn this into okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. I just think that that was a great point by Kevin. That I, I think 18s of I think 06 and the late 80s that you're bringing up are pretty obvious answers. That Justin Fields, we're talking about more Super Bowls. Um, I think 18s a little bit more interesting. I don't think it's a guarantee. I I I would agree and. Uh, what I, what I think is supremely interesting about this is that I think, correct if I'm wrong, we poll the Chad, poll Lawrence, poll whoever, the Bears are 3-10. and 10. He, We ain't winning games here, but yet it just seems like that doesn't really matter because we've seen the quarterback. Well, that's why we're having this conversation because we're talking about putting the quarterback on actual football teams. Right. Not the one he has now. But I think, but there's a there's a lot of discussion out there right now that like, hey, you he in his progress, he's got to go out and no matter who's on the field, he's got to pull these games out. And I thought you made a great point yesterday, saying like, you can call, you can say pull these games out or not. The dude, the dude threw two touchdown passes against the Commanders. You you, you tell me they didn't pull that game out, even though he didn't pull that game out. He, he pulled that game out. They just. So, well, but, I think, but, but, but it's, it's almost like we don't even just need to see him do it for people to know that, that the quarterback is there. Yeah, because I think those that are really, again, I, I feel like I have this every week. It's like, for those that are actually watching the games and not just commenting off highlights and the runs that they see, like, he's he is making progress as a passer. There's no question about it. And, and so, you know, I, th- I think that it's, any criticism he's still getting is really not warranted. The other one I wanted to bring up because I've gotten this on Twitter. Does that mean we're going to win 10 Super Bowls when Ryan Poles puts together this I team? I keep telling you to stop saying that. <laughs> when have I said that? I don't think I've ever said 10 Super Bowls. No, but you, you, last week you said one and you got us in trouble. So. With who? <laughs> who, who, who? I didn't know we were in trouble on that one. I've heard about other things we've been in trouble for. No, no, no. The... the the uh, what was that comment a couple weeks ago? Oh, uh, comparing him to Jordan already, or whatever that we didn't really do, but nobody did that. <laughs> no, no, no one did that. Oh yeah, oh that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dan Weederer was not happy when I said that he would be number two to Jordan, and a lot of other people weren't too right. We were in trouble. I I spoke with Dan about it. We had a good conversation. Yeah, we did. Yeah, 
Hashtag Weedor. Hashtag on the money. It's fun when you can have uh, normal, rational sports debates. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 2010 is okay. the other one. NFC Championship game. Cuddy gets hurt. I mean, I think you can make the argument they 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 make the Super Bowl if Cutler just doesn't get hurt. Agreed. And and Agreed. they might win. That, we don't know. It's totally hypothetical. Um, so that one's another interesting one to me because it's like... That was a. I mean, I guess if they would have done it with Cutler, then then they probably do it with Fields, right? Well, I know what you're gonna say. You you just I, are I, so disrespectful. No, but hey, to Jay Cutler, I'll I'll say this. I I was listening to our friend Mark Rody this morning, and he was on the field for Cuddy this past weekend, and Cuddy Cuddy had his kids there. Yeah, and his kids were there because they wanted to get a Justin Fields autograph. And they had gone over to the kid. The, the kids went over. Fields signed the autograph for Cuddy's kids. And they run back to Cuddy. We got Justin Fields autographs. And then he's like, that's why we're here. And, I, and that made me actually like Cuddy. The fact that his kids wanted Fields autograph. Okay, kids, let me see what I can do. Okay, I'll get us on the field. And you'll probably run into Justin Fields and get you, get you an autograph. That's a good job. Zach that, Miller that, was down there too. I'm, okay. Good, good Cuddy buddy. Yeah. Um, I, that, I actually regret. I should have gone. To, I I it t- I forgot that Zach was playing. Could he you have gone over there pre? No, he had a concert Saturday night. Oh, okay. Yeah, would have been fun to go to. Kind of forgot about it. But I like that Jay's taking his kids to get the Bears quarterback autograph using his cloud. Good for you, Jay. Yeah, that's the best thing that Six has ever done for this franchise. Yeah, um, I think someone else has brought up the Trustman teams. I don't know, man. Mm. I don't know that Fields fixes that. Those defenses were so bad. Um, and honestly, Josh McCown was doing a decent job when he filled in, right, in 13. And they still weren't. They were playing 500. Yeah. He was playing great. I I don't think so. Do they win that Week 17 game against the Packers, though? Mm. Fun uh, brain exercise. I have not thought about that until this very moment. So off the top of my head, my my intuition is to say yes. They did score twenty eight points in that game. They lost thirty three to twenty eight. But, but that's but it, 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 there's no. I don't think you can be anywhere close to supremely confident about any form of the Mark Trustman Bears. Right. I mean, look, look at the end of that season. So they go to. I remember this game in St. Louis. They give up forty two to the Rams. Okay. They they lose the infamous um, kick on second down overtime game against the Vikings. They give up twenty eight to the Cowboys in a win, thirty one to the Browns in yeah. a win. Like yeah. they they were scoring points. Like they right. put up forty five on the Cowboys, thirty eight on the Browns. Now they had the dud in Philadelphia where the defense gave up fifty four. They lose fifty four to eleven, um, and then they lose thirty three to twenty eight. I don't know that Fields makes a difference, man. The defense was just dying, and it got even worse in fourteen. Fields would just love to have those offensive weapons. Sure. Well, that's but, that's but, fun to think about, right? Yeah. Him throwing a Brandon Marshall, Alshon Jeffrey. Let's let's get Martellus running around. No disrespect to Cole, but that's a better catching the football tight end. He, listen. You know what? I gotta say, Cole Komet has some Martellus Bennett in him. And this is not the first time I've said this. And what I mean by the, the, that is the trucking part. Yeah, when when he catches the ball, he does not want to go down. And Martellus was always like that. Like Martellus would catch a ball and take seven different hits before he would go down. Did you get along with Martellus? Oh yeah, I he's lo- one of my favorites. I loved Martellus. Yeah. yeah, Martellus is awesome. Yeah, I got to hang out with him one day in New Orleans in the the year of the. Joe Burrow, Trevor Lawrence championship game, and he was down there for whatever he was promoting, Dos Equis. So we walked around the French Quarter and went and got a foot massage together. And Oh, I remember that. And I was there was a video on that yeah, somewhere. I was so I was so in love with Martellus. It's just fun. He was he was like doing a better job on the street interviewing fans than I was. I'm like, okay, I should retire. Thank you. I'm a big fan. Bring Marte. Little kid, little little, little has the has a, has the cantankerous bone in him. He was a guy too that did not love football. Like he, I don't know he didn't love football. He loved a lot of other things more than football. Yeah. 
second. I mean, he'd be walking. He had a lot of other interests, which I don't fault any no football no, player for. I think no. it's a good thing. He was just that talented, but he would be walking around in that locker room, his whole body be aching and be like, uh, yeah. like I don't want to be doing this. Can't I just make children's books or something? Which yeah. is what he's doing now. I think my favorite Martellus Bennett locker room moment was um, they had a little hoop up, yeah. like a, like almost like a Nerf hoop, and uh, Andy Seligman, my guy, who if anyone knows who I'm talking about the, from the AP, the tallest reporter in the history of reporters, just like probably could play left tackle for the Bears. Yes, you know, in a different lifetime probably, but like he's he he might be bigger than Braxton Jones right now. But go ahead, yeah. And he was standing right under the hoop, and Martellus just came came up from behind with the little nerf ball and dunked on he him. Dunked on Seligman. It was so funny. <laughs> it was hilarious. What did Seligman do? This is an outstanding reporter slash slight, like, slightly awkward individual. And now all of a sudden, you're getting dunked on by like Martellus. Laugh. I don't know. He just laughed, and you know, I don't know. It was so funny. That's amazing. That's great. That's, I think that's my favorite Martellus. That's moment. amazing. All right. Um, I don't. Kevin also had a weird question that kind of creeped me out too. I don't know if we want to put that up, but he said, uh, uh, "If we're discussing hypotheticals, who wins in 1986? A team of mini Ditkas or unborn Justin Fields?" Okay. Obviously, the answer is mini Ditkas. Hurricane Ditka. <laughs> is Kevin drinking like lots of Robitussin? You know, Kevin, yeah, the Kevin's weather? had a rough couple days. Let's give him a break. Okay. I, he, I thought he sounded fantastic on our morning call today. Very he, lucid. Something's happened between he right, did. Lawrence? Something's happened between eight eight forty and and uh, and twelve. Whatever it is. Well, he did, but he also didn't have his video on, so we don't know what t- type of shape he was really in. That's true. Yeah. Mini Ditkas versus unborn fields. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, interesting to think about. All right, that's uh, a good point, William Kane. Mini gods. Ditkas. I think the answer, obviously, is Hurricane Ditka. Trick question. What does he say? The hurricane is Ditka or Ditka is the hurricane? I don't know. Something you guys like want to weigh in on what I have on the previous screen? Uh, sure. We got yeah. breaking news. B- well, breaking baseball yeah. news. It's like 20 minutes ago. Wilson Contreras and the Cardinals are in agreement on a five-year, $87.5 million contract. A source familiar with the deal tells ESPN's Jeff Passan. Kill me. I mean, my reaction is that just sucks. Heart, and I just tweeted it too, like, that is the heart and soul of your team, one of two uh, players left from the World Series team that wanted to stay here, begged to stay here, and you said no for I have no idea what reason, and now he's going to the Cardinals. That sucks. Does it? See, and then, and that's the other side. Like, what would this, if we put this in White Sox terms, this would be like, I don't know, Paul Konerko? Not no, quite. this was, we lived this. Jim Tomey went to the Twins, and he killed us. No, that's not the same. Jim Tomey came to you at the at, at, came to the White Sox at the back end of his career. Not close to the same. Okay, so Jim Tomey wasn't on the 05 White Sox. He was still really, really, really good when he came in. No, Tomey is not the comp here. I need uh, I need somebody <laughs> who came up through the White Sox organization, who you all of a sudden in the in, in the back end of the prime of his career, the dude Joe of- Creedy going to play for the Twins, AJ Pierzynski. Going and playing for five different teams. It it would be But he didn't play for any AL Central teams if I remember. It would be like Burley went to It would I mean Robin Ventura maybe to the Mets is not bad, Kevin. Uh, and Frank Thomas is is No, is because what? it's not a division rival. It's gotta be a division rival. Oh right. Okay. But but I'm talking because I mean, Frank came back with the A's and had two home runs that night, which was an amazing night at the ballpark. This is. I, I'm trying to come up with the count. I think it's. I. I think I, Tommy going to the Twins and hitting walk off home runs against you is the count. May, 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 maybe that's the the closest we can get with the White Sox. I. Chelios to the Red Wings is that better? I don't know. Like this. I mean yeah, that one yeah. sucks. There you go. That's a good one. That one sucked very bad. You 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 get you. Oh, Maglo to, to the Tigers. Oh, Maglo to the Tigers. That's the best one. Bragg. Uh, Rise and that, shine. I that, got a good comment. 
Cheers to the Braggsy coming up with the OEO Maglio. Excellent job. Rise and shine. I'm oh a Bears fan. Uh, but you know what that means? Cubs are winning the World Series next year. Yeah, okay. Maglio left. OEO Maglio. I. Do you think in December of 2004, anyone thought the White Sox were about to win the World Series? Go Cubs, go. <laughs> Let's go see. Cubs, go. I hope it happens for, for Cody, for Ryan, Why not for, for Luke. You? I'm a Sox guy. I, I, what? I left that train. Really? I've been, well, Wait, at least you're trying to be a Sox guy now? What is happening? Like that nightmare I, of a- I have been... Do you know how many times I went I, and and I did one one TV game last year with Garen, with uh, at, at NBC one. Yeah, I went to at least ten White Sox games last year. I was in Wrigley Field once. Wow. Um, I'm what? not. I'm not. You know. I, I'm. Okay. I did. Gr- Can I, I did give you some advice. Go back. <laughs> <laughs> they don't love you. I. I. I That's gonna just cause you pain. I enjoy, I still enjoy going to Wrigley Field, and I do hope that the Cubs will be good again someday. I'm not. I, I'm far from a Cub hater, but I just. It's not. It hasn't been the same for a while for me. I was trying to think of a Bears comp. Michael said Adrian Amos to the Packers. Uh, no, the, uh, yeah. How about the punter? Pat O'Donnell to the Packers. I, I don't call either of those guys heart and souls of the teams. I, don't know. I mean, Amos to the Packers picking off Mitch Trubisky for the game winner the f- very first game as a Packer in 19. When, to me, I don't think the excitement over the Bears has been that high at any point I cover the team. Then going into that Thursday night opener to kick off the season, year 100. That sucked. I mean, that was a... I guess that is the equivalent of Tommy hitting a walk-off against the White Sox. Julius Peppers of the Packers is not bad. Um, True. End of their That's actually Didn't Mongo have one year with Green Bay? You know yeah. what? Peppers to the Packers. McMahon. Come on, McMahon won a Super Bowl with those jerks. That's a good comp. Because as good as Peppers still was, and he went on to be pretty solid for Green Bay, you know, you kind of understood that he was he was a hired gun here, and he was old then. And, and like Wilson Contreras, is the same thing right now. Like you, you look at his catching. He had a great year last year, dude. I know, but everyone's against him being a catcher right oh, it's now. Such bullshit. I'm with you on that. It's it, but I, I don't get it. I really just don't. You're you're sitting there evaluating this dude in my mind, at least, staring at a computer. Robbie Gold going to the green to the gold 49. is that's a pretty good one too. Gold is in there. That's a that's pretty good. Uh, that's, I like that one. Especially he comes back and single-handedly beats you. You single-handedly lost to a kicker. It was unbelievable. That was so, that was one, so much football karma. That's the one time in my life I think I was legitimately sitting in the press box like kind of rooting for that to, ha- like, that to happen. Because it was such a... It was so crazy that it was like... When he, when he lined up for that walk-off, it, it was like, yeah, I hope this goes through. This is too <laughs> perfect of a story. Wasn't Good it for, like from 26 yards, though? It was, and you knew it was going to go. I don't remember what it was exactly. I just yeah. felt like a chip shot. I don't care if that was from 70. He was going to make it. I'm, I'm getting angry just thinking about how that, how that was all evaluated with the great John Fox. Yeah. I. That was bad. I don't get the way baseball is evaluated today missing the human element of the whole thing. That's what it feels like to me. Derek Rose to the Knicks. Broke my heart. Absolutely broke my heart. Uh, I still want him. He's playing like six minutes a game right now. (laughs) (laughs) I still, please let him finish up his career in a Bulls uniform, and I will fight anyone who doesn't think that that jersey should, should be retired at the United Center when it's all over. All right, well, that was obviously some big baseball news. Um, and obviously, we'll have you, you covered more. Was Cup shows at 120? Lori Market into the Cavs. You're a funny man, Joshua Kamen. <clears throat> Jordan to the White Sox. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, uh, so much more coming up on that situation with the Cubs. And I have a feeling they're going to 
make a splash here soon beyond what they've already done. So uh, we got the CHGO Cub Show coming up at 120 right after we're done here. I want to tell you about co- the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program, which is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities we serve manage energy usage and lower energy bills now and into the future. ComEd offers a wide array of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, and public sec- sector Customers of all sizes against our ter- across our territory, customers can inquire about how to upgrade outdated lighting to energy and money-saving efficient LED lights. Learn more about network lighting to operate your lights through your mobile device and track your facility's energy usage and more. Incentives have recently increased for indoor-outdoor lighting and network lighting controls, making these projects even more cost-effective than before. Visit comed.com slash poweringbiz. To start saving money and energy to start a project, call uh, ComEd at 1-855-433-2700. For more information, email businessee at comed.com or publicsectoree at comed.com. we got a Larry David moment from last night that we're going to get to in a second. And William Kane, CHGO yes. to, dra- to DraftKings is 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 funny and, and not, not exactly accurate. But <laughs> CHGO to DraftKings. But that's funny. Uh, Larry David is my idol. So I can't wait to hear You're, you're going to enjoy this. So uh, Greenridge Farm, what's up, Greenridge Farm? I miss you guys. I want to see you in person. But uh, you are the best Chicago local meat and cheese company offering the best all-natural options. Eat all-natural. It's better for you. Uh, get the deli meat, the sausages, the meat sticks. 16 grams of protein per stick. Protein is key. Got to have it. Meat sticks come in chicken, black forest beef, jalapeno cheddar, spicy chili, uh, yeah, two brothers perfecting a small batch of meats and cheeses, timeless traditions from their European roots. You want to check out Green Ridge Farm. They are in the refrigerated section at your local grocery store, Costco, the whole deal. So look for it in that grocery section. And right now when you order any three meat products at GreenRidgeFarm.com, GreenRidgeFarm, no S, dot com, and include a pack of meat sticks in your cart, those meat sticks will be free simply by using the code CHGO at checkout. Are you want to hear my Larry David moment? I do. Okay. So I walked over to the Chicago Theater last night because Michelle Obama was speaking. So I wanted to hear Michelle. I do not want this to get political. People, so keep those comments off. But I wanted to see uh, Michelle speak. And... Um, so I went over there during the day to see if there were any tickets. And the guy was the guy at the box office. Says, this is like the only old school place going. You can go to the box office. Like they sometimes they'll release them. You can try later. So I walk over at like seven thirty. The show's at eight. Huge line, big crowd. I go up to the box office. I'm 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 kind of meekly. I'm like, uh, any uh, any extras in there? No, like just a, a fierce no. So I'm like, okay. So now I'm standing in the entranceway and I'm debating, am I going to go old school carm and sneak around this uh, little, you know, hanging, I, no one's paying attention. I can act like I'm trying to get a t-shirt from this thing or I'm trying to, there, there's a, there's a way through here if I, if I want to be aggressive, if I, if I am. So I'm sitting there and then I'm, and I'm looking on. Uh, on game time tickets to see, and and like the one, the single seat was like two hundred and thirty six bucks, and I'm like, I, I'm not paying two thirty six to go in. So I'm so I'm waiting, and I'm and I'm and I'm thinking that uh, this well, it's probably just not going to work out, and I'm going to go home. But so as I'm standing like at the back, and like maybe I got five minutes left before I'm going to leave. Terrible, terrible scene happens. Old guy, I didn't, I wasn't paying attention. All of a sudden, I just see him fall backwards, and he cracks his head hard on the marble floor. And I'm like, oh, my God. I mean, it was, it was awful, terrible. And, like, I don't know if the – I think his wife, I'm assuming, who was already in, like, comes back and, like, sees him, and all of security is around this guy. And, you know, he's trying to act like he's okay, but he is definitely not okay. And, uh, like – he had some bodily function that happened because I think his body was in shock. The whole thing, <laughs> and here comes the Larry David. Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> yeah, this is I terrible. Just picture it. This Waiting is, for it. So, so you know, they bring out like the 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 wheelchair whatnot thing, and they lift him up, and and I'm telling like security, I'm like he hit his head hard. Like this guy needs attention. This is not good. And so then they get him all set up, 
and now they're about to leave. And I was like, can I ask them for their seats? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> so they're like, you're not using them. I mean, they're going to yeah. go to waste. Yeah. What would you take for them on the way out the door here? Um I only need one of the yeah, two. Larry! <laughs> and, and, and I think Larry would have gone in there and said, can you just forward those to me? I, I, here's my email. Um, yeah, but, like as they're getting on an ambulance yeah, or something. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm like, hey! I'm like, can I get those? Uh, are you guys in the balcony or uh, lower main did you, level? Did you actively help this man? I, I only... I, I, I did not, no, I couldn't help him. Like, I, sh I was worried that I think anybody should be touching him. It was scary. It was I super mean, if you were genuinely helping the guy, then I think it would have been the right thing yeah, to do. Yeah, okay. But you weren't, so you were, just, you were just standing there. So, and then what ended up happening is I went back to the box office after all this happened, and I was like, I'm assuming that nothing's changing in here. And the dude got on his thing. He's like, he's like I, got, I got one share for you in the back. You can, you can have it. Uh, so I like it, I was on some like auxiliary thing, and I had, I, I was all the but in the back by myself in this folding chair. And I so you the got show. in. I got in. It was a great show. Uh, super super inspirational. Yeah. Uh, you know where I thought you were going with that? Yeah. I thought like with all the attention on the like the man who fell and got hurt that you like had some window where you could just walk right in, <laughs> like sneak in. Because <laughs> no. Larry would have done that too. He would have been like, eh, and just like. <laughs> Taking advantage of the situation. You know, I probably, that that would have been a, actually, a, I think it could have been done at that point. I mean, there was. That's how I, that's where I thought the story was okay. going. Okay. Yeah. No, I was like, uh. But actually asking for the tickets is even better. <laughs> that's definitely something that would be written into that show. You guys are uh, not amazing. using those, right? Clearly. Yeah, you're not using those. Can, can we use the, those? The, yeah. I, I got uh, Prayers up, by the way, for that dude. I hope he's, it was, <laughs> it, it was, it was awful. By the way, I hope he's Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, All right. Um, I know you want to talk about Adam Johns' Tevin Jenkins piece. Yeah. Shout out to your Hogan Johns partner. I just, uh, you know, I, was, I read his piece today over in The Athletic on Tevin, and there was a lot of stuff in there that I didn't know about. Um, maybe I should have, but I didn't. A great job by, by Johns. He, you know, he, he, uh, he lost his mom when he was eight years old. She had cancer when, uh, when he was three. So... Um, my story slightly different. I, you know, my mom was 13 when I passed away. So when she passed away, so it's like, I just, I don't know, like I, I just, the, the connection of like having that, it was, was interesting to me and how he's persevered and made his way to the NFL. It's pretty damn impressive. Um, and sounded like he had, like they, John's underlines his, uh, his grandparents and just different things that were around him, which was just awesome to hear about his support. Didn't come from a lot of money. There's a lot of great stuff in the piece, but on the football side, the last comments coming out of there. I should pull it up here. Excuse me very much. He uh, he's still warming up to being a guard. Yeah, he's not. You know, he he still wants to be a tackle, uh, somewhere at least. So I thought that was uh, just an interesting piece, and also how the Bears went and did it. They called him up um, and said, uh, "Well, here's the quote." Here's, yeah. Before we get to that part, here's the yeah. quote. Uh, Jenkins said again. This is from Adam Johns' uh, piece in The Athletic. My confidence has grown a lot because I'm starting to buy into guard more. At first, I wasn't really buying into it because I want to keep hope alive that I'm still a tackle. Uh, but as we progress further, one day I will finally admit that I'm a guard if my career goes that good. And if it's better for me to do my career as a guard, I definitely say that I'm a guard. And like I said earlier, it's all about the motivation inside of me to give myself and my family a better living than what I was getting. Lot there. Um, yeah. I do have to give you credit, though. I I uh, I thought he had embraced the guard thing more, and was in. You were you were right. You said this a couple weeks ago that you thought that that Tevin Jenkins still wanted to be a tackle. And if you're the Bears, knowing that. I mean, he's embracing it and moving that way and all that best for his family. But do you, do you give him, do you, hey, dude, saw your piece in The Athletic. Uh, not necessarily that's how that would conversation would go. But, hey, dude, do you still want to play tackle? Because right now, I mean, it's, you, you, I think you want to try Alex Leatherwood out at, at right tackle. And when you're, but, I mean, maybe the rotation is those two. I have no idea. I, I just think it's an interesting option the Bears have in the final four weeks here if they want to try to, you know, 
experiment a little. Yeah. But maybe he's also limited right now with that hip and back, and I don't know that. But what's what's tackle? You got to move more. You know. What's interesting also that stood on the piece though is that they they didn't like think that oh this guy is just born to be a guard. They looked at it like we have a huge need at right guard, and who's the best candidate to play it? And it's this guy. Yeah. Which is, which is a little bit different. I also liked how Chris Morgan called him up, like, hey, just, you know, he's at home, dude's hanging out, he's playing Xbox or video games, and his offensive line calls him up, his offensive line coach calls him up, dude, we're trying you out at right guard tomorrow, so get ready for it. I think that's just a good, as best as you can in the moment when they decide it, like, just get, rather than just springing on him in the middle of the day, hey, get your mind right, you're coming in tomorrow, we're playing you at guard, and by the way, you know, at that point, he was kind of teetering of what it, what his future was with the Bears. So, okay, here's an opportunity. Let's see if you can do it. Yeah, it's a good piece. Um, and I, I do think it's interesting, certainly something you file away for, you know, going into next season, free agency, who they draft, who they sign. Where's the biggest need? Guard, tackle. Um, I would still be careful, and I said this when we discussed this a couple weeks ago, about moving him back to tackle. Because, you know, I don't think they did Kyle Long a lot of good when he was clearly a and, – and his, and his, like, player profile is different than Jenkins. I mean, Kyle, I, I sort of got it. He's still a very athletic – and not that Tevin Jenkins is not, but they're different body types. You know, Kyle wasn't as big, but he was definitely athletic, and he felt like he could always be a tackle. But – you know, maybe Jenkins can still do that. I just like what he's doing at guard right now. So I wouldn't, I don't want to mess with it too much. Which is totally fair. It's also, is this, are you taking some food, chips, whatever, off the table by not seeing if he can actually play the premium position when you don't really have a clear cut yeah. who is going to be your left tackle in the future option? So, I mean, if he actually could do it, which is what this dude's dream has been, that sets you up in a way that you're not set up right now. Yeah, it's definitely interesting. Uh, meanwhile, uh, if you if you got my newsletter this morning, good stuff. Uh, Sam Mustafer. I mean, it was it, there's a couple things in there, but um, one is that you know, as a whole, the offensive line is showing signs of improvement pass blocking despite some of the deficiencies I think this is kind of an underrated storyline this season in that you know basically all summer us included ah this old line's not good they're not going to be good you know and then from a run blocking standpoint they've been good all year I talked to Sam Mustafer last week a couple weeks ago whenever that was we talked and he said um, you know from a pass blocking perspective, it's it's more of a full unit, right? You got to have cohesion, and they really haven't had that because they've had every single week somebody's been out, somebody's been new, and um, despite that, they are they do seem to be getting that continuity going a little bit better. I, I mean, it's still far from great in my opinion. It's still a major need of of an upgrade in the off season, but specifically too with Sam, you know. The Bears were right to look to replace him in the offseason, which they tried to do by signing Lucas Patrick. Now, Lucas Patrick gets hurt the first day of training camp, essentially, or was it the first day pads went on, or if it was the first, whatever it was. It was early. He gets hurt right away. And then, up, oh, Sam's back at center. And then he was there the entire preseason. Lucas Patrick comes back, and they end up playing him at guard because he can't snap or whatever. And then they just kept him there at guard, kept him there at guard. And we spent the early part of the season, like, yo, you got to switch this up because the center position is not good enough. And I think during that bye week, that mini bye that they had, they correctly identified that, hey, they needed an upgrade there because Sam Musfer was struggling specifically in pass protection. By his own admission, when I talked to him, he admitted, you know, he talked about that, which we'll get into in a second. But to his credit, early on in that Patriots game, that Monday night game, when Lucas Patrick hurts his toe, ends up being out for the year, which we didn't know in that moment. Sam goes right back in there, and don't look now, but he's been pretty solid. 
I don't have a negative grade on him since that moment. And a few weeks, I've had very, very positive grades. He was in the blue chip category this week in our grades that we did yesterday. So the dude deserves credit for that. I'm not saying he's your future center, long-term center. He's a restricted free agent this offseason. But I do think it's worth highlighting that reality. If they end up losing him this year, which maybe... Because I would think that somebody's going to come in and give Sam Mustafer an offer because he's a guy that you can play at center and or at guard, and you know that he's going to be a valuable asset in your locker room. I would not be surprised at all if he got some level of deal that perhaps the Bears would not match. That's a huge insurance policy at bare minimum that you'd be losing. Not saying they couldn't recover from losing Sam Mustafer. Let's not overstate the thing, but yeah. uh, I, how do I judge offensive linemen? When I don't hear their name at all for weeks, I assume they're doing a pretty good job. And nobody, I haven't heard Bears fans, hot, hot Bears Twitter screaming at Sam Mustafer. That's gone away. It's, a, it's minimized a little bit. There's still a lot. Well, the first when you three write, comments when I posted the story this morning were very, very negative, and, which was another aspect of why I wanted to target this story. Because I'm not sure there's a player in that locker room that deals with such negativity outside the building and such positivity inside the building, because that's the other aspect of this. The players love them. And how can you not? Because he's, you know, in my dealings, and I think anyone's dealings with Sam Musfer, the dude is just incredibly, he's a likable guy. He's a likable guy. He's an accountable guy. He's willing to talk. He's a hardworking dude. He's, uh, yes, he's undersized, and and he's making the very uh, best of his ability. Sam Musfer is not leaving anything on the table. I think that's a very fair statement. So, but by his own admission, you know, talking to him, he's saying, I, I've never been the strongest, biggest guy, most athletic guy. Like, I know I got to outwork people. Right. Um, and then the other thing that's in there, and there's, by the way, there's some other stuff on Matt Eberflus and Justin Fields and some stuff you want to check out. Uh, if you're not already getting the newsletter, you can go to allchgo.com, sign up to be a diehard, and you go, you'll have access to it. Let's go. Um, but I th- also thought it was interesting because he pointed out that the matchup he had against Dexter Lawrence – Week four against the Giants, mm-hmm. and that was by far his worst game of the season. Okay, that he he kind of realized like, yo, if I'm gonna stick at the spot, I gotta be able to go up against those guys. It's my job. Like as good as they are, like I gotta figure out how to to block these dudes if I'm gonna you know continue to be a starter in the NFL. Got to do that, and he worked on it. Which is kind of amazing that you could just, okay, I can, let me work on how to take out this 300-pound psycho who's in front of me who's, whose job in life to put, to put food on the table is to eat the quarterback and I'm the one dude in front of him. It was, which was also interesting, going back to the Tevin thing, that his mindset getting going inside was that he was going to have to deal with the behemoths that play inside, which is much different than you know, playing outside and dealing with somebody who's just trying to beat you you know, around the edge right, and with speed, and with speed yeah. versus I'm going to, my body is going to get physically cracked for 60 minutes here. And I got to deal with that mentally that, that I, that I'm just going to keep going and going. And, uh, and also a guy that's in Jenkins's case, who was dealing with a back issue. So it's a, it's a lot. It's kind of like when Braggs comes in here and he just sits on you. It's like, yeah, and you know, bringing up Braggs is, I mean, watching that guy walk around is just painful right now. He's just, <laughs> what? it looks like his whole body hurts. He's got like a bad he knee brick and, for a living. I know he's got a bad knee that probably needs attention and, and he's, his back looks stiff and he hasn't, I mean, the guy hasn't done a yoga in maybe his entire life. Uh, <laughs> we we got to get, we, I want to get some flexibility into our guy. We need to get him the uh, DDP yoga, Diamond Dallas Page. There we go. I don't know if you know who that or is. Social media idea, yoga class in here. Let's well, get it going. Well, maybe for, uh, you know, it's it's holiday season here. For Maybe get Braggs for a Christmas present. We'll, we'll hook him up at Stretch Lab down this, down this road and just and video it. Have them move Braggs around. Get him loose. You got my guy over there now. See, you're ignoring that he's got this elixir that he's going to live forever with. I do think when he comes in there and drinks that thing that it could, you're right, that could change everything. He's going to live forever. Ooh. Yeah. All right. Um, well, 
Yeah. We got, <laughs> yes, Adam. We got one more uh, fun topic to talk about before we get out of here today. But DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is our go-to when betting on the NFL this holiday season. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Check this out right now. Everyone can earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped up. Same game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same game parlay, combine multiple bets like which team will win, player props, point totals, and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win big. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code CHGO. Place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game. Get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code CHGO. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And we've got Bulls and Wizards tonight. And how are you going to get a ticket for the Bulls and the Wiz for the very best value that you could possibly get? Well, you would do it by downloading the Game Time Tickets app, which I'm pulling up right now. Wow. We got value tonight, team. We have got some value. Let's see here. Should we go one ticket or two tickets tonight? Uh, I'm not going to be there, so go 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 uh, go one. Michelle Obama solo. All right, let's see. See, this is a good lesson here. Yeah. Game time is a much better strat. Using the game time app yeah. is a much better strategy than trying to show up in the lobby, hope an old man <laughs> falls down and cracks his head, and then ask that man for his tickets. I mean, I would have asked the wife because uh, he wasn't. <laughs> I said, Miss, ma'am, Carm, CHGO, uh, Bears, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday at noon, Bears after dark, don't forget about it, 6.30 on on Thursdays, pre and post Sundays. Uh, Anyway, I don't know, 20 bucks for that ticket over there? What what do you think? Uh, Yeah, no, game time tickets is a better way to do it. Uh, (laughs) You can go row three, Upper level on the baseline, $41 tonight, which is not the cheapest, but I think that's a good value seat. You can also go uh, corner under 100 bucks, $95. That's about a, a $160 ticket if you were to go to the window. Great value on game. That's ga- pretty good. Yeah, great value on game time. The hottest new ticketing site makes it easier than ever. Best deals, sports, concerts. Michelle Obama shows at the Chicago Theater. Wherever you want to go, courtside, behind home plate, floor seats. Yes, they've got it for you. All with the game time app. 15 million people have downloaded it. You should do it too. And if you love CHGO, uh, the best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. Game time. All right, we're going to end the show with... Uh, our friend R. Madsen. Right? Huh? Oh, is he the one that sent... Yeah, he. Yeah, he's the one that sent us this. Yes, um, but we, the original tweet and graphic comes from Kelly Ford at K Ford Ratings. Um, put this out... And the idea was, what if every one-possession NFL game this season had the opposite result? The top six seeds in the AFC would all be 8-4, and four, which is crazy. And the Vikings, this was what's crazy. If you go down to the bottom, the Vikings are 1-11 in this scenario. 1-11. Wow. That shows you why yesterday when we were talking about the Vikings with the DVOA, that they don't get the, the respect, probably. Um and the Bears are in the playoffs. They're eight and five. They are. Uh, I mean, look at those. We've Bears have lost to the Vikings. Bears have lost to the Giants. Bears have lost to the Commanders. Bears have lost to the Packers. Well, the little arrows on the right, green or red, show you how many more wins or more losses they would have if you flip the results. The Bears have the highest amount of flipped wins with plus five. So they become an eight and five football team. Instead of a three and ten football team. Now, and by the way, eight and five is a half game back of the best team in the NFC. They're, sure, they're sitting at six, but the best is the Niners at eight and four. Where I think this is, um, somewhat relevant. There's two sides to this. One is, I think you have to give the teams that have won these one score games credit for being a team that has figured out how to pull these games out, like yeah. the Vikings. You can shit on the Vikings all you want this season. They're winning the football games. They deserve credit for that. 
yes, winning football games good, losing football yeah. games bad. Agreed. You know, and it's still to me, yes, you can go into the playoffs doubting them, but you know, if it's a close game and they're at home, I'm probably going to take, you know, side with the Vikings. And the NFL is all about parity and you have to win close games to be a good football team. And if you don't lose them and you don't lose them, if you don't win them and you don't win them consistently, it means that you're not good. On the other, on the other side though, I do think that it, does expose you a little bit as especially when you go in like to the off season and we talk about win projections in the off season and you'll often hear you know analysts say well this team played this many one score games and so let's just say hypothetically the bears are a team that you know add a stud left tackle add a add a stud wide receiver get their three technique in the first round of the NFL draft. You know, they 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 make the improvements in the areas that they're weak. And they might still not be the perfect team. But you're going to see this. You're going to see them going, well, well, look, man, they they were in all these one-score games last year and lost the majority of those games. You add these players. You add Justin Fields getting better. Are, you know, they're a team that could go on to win 10 games this year. Well, and yeah, that's been the exciting part about the Vikings because last year they lost all of them, and and people nobody really was coming into the season, with the exception of Carmi V, uh, who's going to Mexico for a wedding tomorrow, and uh, is under the weather today, and we love her and we miss her, uh, but nobody was picking the Vikings, very few, yeah. she did, um, hashtag Carmi V, but they were right there, over and over and over again. Flip the script 2022. I take optimism from this fine graphic, and I really, more importantly than anything else, just uh, it was awesome to wake up this morning and have a fantastic tweet coming at us from our guy, R. Madsen714. This would be a great topic today, five hours ago, thinking about what he wants to hear on the show. That warmed the old uh, cockles of the heart, if you will. So the what of the what? Doesn't, doesn't the, the sub cockles? The sub cockles doesn't, doesn't have cockles. That's an old Dennis Leary situation, right? Yeah, there. Uh, cockles. Yeah, they're in there somewhere. Yeah. All right, Luke. <laughs> Luke's not a cockle <laughs> guy. Luke knows. Luke knows all. All right. A um, couple other takeaways here. Yeah. The Lions being eight and four, mm-hmm. if you flip the one score games, to me is a. Sp- it's pretty Scary. interesting considering that they've actually been playing better football lately too. And they're most likely going to have a top five, if not top eight pick. Yeah. That is... Um, Detroit is legit comp. They got to get their quarterback situation. They'll figure it out. What is they, their... They, what is their but they're chewing on ankles up there. They're living the Dan Campbell <laughs> dream. They're technically not out of the playoffs. No, they're alive. What are they? Three percent, three percent chance. I think that I saw two games back, and that's tough. What's the rest of their schedule look like? Good question. Don't know. They see the Bears one more time. I got it right here. Okay, let's say hypothetically they beat the Vikings this week at home in a game they're favored in. Jets, Panthers, Bears, Packers. I mean, they could realistically go four and one down the stretch. The Vike, if the Lions make the playoffs, that'd be amazing. It really would. That's interesting. Um, the other one that intrigued me is that the Eagles would be out of the playoffs with five fewer wins. No, t- um, the Vikings obviously were hurt the worst with nine more losses in this scenario where you flip all the one score games. I didn't realize the Eagles. It seems like the Eagles have just been blowing teams out this year, but in reality, they've actually been in in one-score games. Again, I think you give that team credit for being good enough to win them, and they have like legit talent, in my opinion. But that also has me think twice a little bit about perhaps the playoffs. Oh, I think it's I, yeah, wide open in my mind. I. Maybe it'll be the Eagles. Well, this is where I think the Jimmy Garoppolo injury was so big because I, I think before Jimmy G got hurt, I might have picked the 49ers to come out of the NFC. Were you surprised that Baker Mayfield ends up with the Rams? I mean, yeah, it's but I don't 
know what it means. I don't really care. What was interesting? What was interesting? Well, it's just interesting. They from didn't a rule Niners, him out playing tomorrow. Well, it's interesting from a Niners standpoint. That would have been the logical destination. Yeah, but they had no chance to get him. I got it. And and but I surprised. Like, why do the Rams want him? Because they're Stafford's out for the year. Their backups hurt. They're three and nine. Lean into the lean, yeah. lean into the tank. They, they don't have their not, pick. That's not pick. their pick. They don't no. have their pick. Okay. If anything, this helps right. the Bears. But probably not. Baker's been terrible. Like, he went to Carolina. was awful. Yeah, I don't think he's finding it again. I never was a huge fan. But Lo- Loved all the ads, though, he did a year ago. Great ads. I mean, nobody has a higher ratio of ads to bad football than Baker. Yeah. Tebow's close. Good okay. for him. Oh, yeah, Tebow. Actually. Oh, yeah, Tebow. Yeah, he's ahead of him. Yeah, he's in there, too. All right, let's get to a couple of Super Chats before we get out of here. Uh, yeah, first up, uh, Enrique, sorry, I, I kind of missed this when it, this was er, earlier in our first uh, segment. Uh, he threw a $5 Super Chat for us. Thank you. Uh, Jim McMahon wore a bear shirt to the White House when he won with the Packers, though. Packers suck. Let's go. Yeah. Totally I agree. A, I think he wore a Bears jersey, right? Yeah, th- yeah, it was underneath, under, yeah, Bears jersey underneath a, a blazer. That's awesome. That is one of the I most forgot bad. about that. Yeah, that's like one of the most badass things. Good for him. With his teammates. That's fantastic. <laughs> that's great. And then... Uh, All-time great, you Jim McMahon. Don't care what anyone says. Loved you. What and then Ghost, $1.99 Super Chat. Uh, gentlemen, Juju or DJ Chark for the Bears next season also signed Bates 3 away from the Bengals. Bates the third. That's interesting. Uh, Juju or Trey? What is this? Like, we already got Claypool. We, we already did this this past year. Those guys were both free agents last year. Yeah, I feel I mean, like I, yeah, we were doing this uh, same thing. I've been I've in, always kind of liked Chark. Yeah, I, I, would go, I would go Chark, even though credit to Juju getting himself in a good situation, having a nice yeah. bounce back year overall. Uh, as far as Bates, I got no problem with that. Sure. Yeah. Is that it? Those two? Yeah, that's it. I like the way you're thinking out there. All right. Let's move um, this forward. We're out of here. Make sure you're following us on Twitter, at Adam Hogue, at the Carm. Can we talk about where you're going? Yeah. Hogue's going to Paris. Most people on a bye week, they, you know, maybe take a little uh, trip up to Wisconsin or whatever. Hogue is flying across the pond tonight. Yeah. Tonight. Amazing. It's, that's, that is. Wake up in Paris. Magnifique. I, I, we expect at least one tweet from. I don't know what you just said. I don't know a single French word. It's going to be interesting. <laughs> Are you going to the Eiffel Tower? I've been to the Eiffel Tower, actually. Okay. I was 17, though, when I was there. I don't remember. It, uh, I've never been. Look, may I suggest a jambon du beurre sandwich? Uh, sit in Lu- Lu- Le Parc de Luxembourg. Uh, and eat a jambon du beurre, jambon du beurre, and uh, watch the little boats on the pond. See si. les bateaux. I, oui, oui, I know that, right? Uh, le musée d'Orsay. Uh. Listen, if you are for real, if and I will, I'll pay you double for whatever it costs you. I want a French open hat. I want, I want uh, oh, like an authentic. I did. You know what popped up was a tour of Roland Garros. Oh, so, co- co- you, yeah. Any chance? If you do that, that'd be so sweet. You could if you slide get across on the, the clay. And, uh, convince Krista to do that I'll, I'll, on our on our seventy-two hours in Paris. Yeah, I gotta tell you, that's that that's ain't happening, happening, dude. You want him really? to go to Roland Garros and part of his seventy-two hour trip to Paris? Come on, in this, Roland Garros. That's like I would say, it, not even in the top one hundred things to, to do in Paris. <laughs> yeah, thank you. What, what else is there? Cares oh, about yeah. the Eiffel Tower? Oh my God, Roland Garros, the city of love. For God's sake. He Great. started they, they the Bears all... podcast with an obit to Nick Bolletary yesterday. <laughs> of course he wants him to yeah. go to Roland Garros. Thank to you. Which, Roland Garros, to man. I, to which I very regrettably accidentally said I don't care, but, <laughs> but was also sort of accurate at the same time. Roland Garros is sweet, man. You should go. Why? Well, they're not playing. I'm Somebody good. might be playing. I'm Play good. courts. Let's go. Just give me the hat. Give me a sweet hat, French open hat, or anything French open. Let's go. Bragg says, take the brick juice, see if you get past customs. Uh, <laughs> no. I, feel, I feel like an eight-year-old whose parents are headed off to on a trip. Will you please bring me back a hat? Like, it just showed that you were thinking of me on your trip. Oh, see, my actual eight-year-old is like, can I please come, please, please, please? And I've talked about this before. He's such a good traveler. It actually breaks my heart to leave him here. Oh, 
Well, yeah. his day will come. It's an adult trip. Well, we're going to go on another baseball trip this year. Our trip yeah. to New York last year was awesome. So we're going to figure out where we're going this year for there you go. to see the White Sox lose. and <laughs> Enjoy some crap. Maybe go down to St. Louis see and see uh, oh, gosh. the White Sox and the Cardinals and have Wilson okay. Contreras. We're out of here. Cup uh, show coming up. Nick and Will still have a show for you tomorrow on uh, Thursday, our Thursday edition of CSGO Bears podcast coming at your way at noon. And then uh, Bears after dark Bears tomorrow after night. dark tomorrow night as well. So the what coverage up? continues throughout the bye week. I'll be back Monday. Patrick Manley on the show tomorrow night. Ooh, didn't know that. Ninety three percent certain that's true. <laughs> what a tease! Certainly not live though. Not live. Yeah, that's he could. Oh, come on, he could pour himself a long snapper IPA and come on live. He, Let's you, go. You would think. Let's you go, would. Pat. <laughs> All right. Um, yes. <laughs> Cubs coverage coming up right after in like 15 minutes or whatever. It's 10 minutes, 14 minutes, Bears. 120 Cubs. CSGO Cubs podcast. See you guys later.